Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry bringing you the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor, always a privilege, praise God, to bring you the Word. So grateful that you're connecting with us. Today, once again, we're going to jump right back into Colossians chapter 2, please. Colossians chapter 2. And I have been uh, kind of just started a series uh, talking about our walk in Him. And uh, we're going to look at verse 6, chapter 2 of Colossians, verse 6. We'll read a few verses here. It says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, praise God, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as you've been taught, praise God, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ, all right? For in Him, hallelujah, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, talking about the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit there. And you are complete or whole, right? All the way, you know, mature, complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. Now back up here to verse 6, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, so walk in Him. That's kind of been our uh, opening verse. And we're talking about here, uh, this word walk in Him is talking about treading about, being occupied with, uh, to live and to conduct life is really what it's uh, talking about. It also uses the phrase to follow as a companion, which obviously comes up in some of these, uh, some of these texts that we're looking at. Hallelujah. And when it's talking about being to walk in Him, it's talking about being positioned in Him. Okay, it's talking about, uh, you know, in place, time, state. Okay, being positioned in Him, referring to uh, His person, His influence, uh, who He is, His power, His strength. Okay, being positioned in Him, seeing it as a place. In other words, we're walking in Him. All right, and that's why toward the end of this it says that in Him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, that in Him you're complete. Amen. So we're talking about definitely uh, different ways uh, that the Scripture brings out about walking in Him and what that means. Amen. Of course, the first one we talked about out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 7, talking about we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. In other words, we walk, amen, in a place of of a confidence and assurance and reliance upon Him, amen, and not by sight, based on how things appear, all right? Uh, being led by the senses, being led by what, uh, you know, things around us, amen. So it's talking about, in a sense, um, believing not only in God, but believing God, okay, which means, amen, that uh, no matter what's going on, I'm going to believe in what He says. I'm going to believe in what He has declared. I'm going to believe in, on how He thinks. I'm going to believe in His will versus anything else. I'm going to believe in His Word versus anything else. Amen. And that's one of the first things we're going to talk about walking in Him. We're going to have to walk in a place of confidence in Him. We're going to lean on Him and trust in Him. Praise God. If we're going to actually do this thing right and actually walk in Him as we should, that being rooted and grounded uh, in, uh, in uh, being rooted, and, well, actually, let me re read that again, being rooted and built up. There we are, built up in Him and established in the faith as you've been taught. In other words, rooted being um, uh, in a sense of a root system, so it's talking about being grounded, and then we're talking about being built up. It's 
the word, we get our word edifice, okay? It's a word that means, uh, you know, something being built upon, you know, layer upon layer, brick upon brick, something being built up. Uh, like, a, like a structure being built, okay, is what it's referring to. So it's talking about you, uh, your life, you know, being rooted and being built up. In other words, that you become all that you're called to be in Him. Amen. And how's that going to happen? Well, you're gonna, it's going to start with being confident. It's going to start with walking by faith and not by sight. The next thing that we talked about last, uh, last service, we talked about walking in the Spirit, uh, and the reference on that was Galatians 5 and 16 talks about walking in the Spirit. Amen. If you're going to live by the Spirit, we're going to have to walk by the Spirit. And what that's talking about, amen, is being led step by step, uh, being led by the Spirit of God in the sense of letting God breathe into you on a day-to-day basis. So not only are we purposing to put our confidence and trust in Him, but we're also going to let Him breathe into us instruction from day to day, step upon step. Amen. We're going to walk in the spirit and we took some time and talked about the breath of God and what that means amen now obviously I'm not going to go through all that again today but uh, the key is that you know just understanding the fact that if this thing's going to work if we're going to walk in him being rooted and grounded or rooted build up and established in him then uh, you know the way that's going to have to happen is we're going to have to lean on him we're going to have to in a sense be not only confident in him but be willing to be led by him amen now, today, I'm going to jump into the book of Romans because another, kind of another key about walking in Him, Romans, let's go to chapter 6, please, Romans 6, and I'm going to read, uh, start maybe a verse 3, read a few verses here. It says, or do you not know that as many of us as, are, as were baptized into Christ Jesus, and that word baptized just means immersed, okay? were baptized into his death, okay? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. That's going to be our key here for this one, walking in newness of life, all right? For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Talking about that resurrection power, amen. Now, I, I thought it was worthy of bringing it out because he's talking about walking in newness of life, okay? Now, in this text, many times we use it, uh, maybe if we're doing like uh, water baptisms and that kind of thing, because it kind of exemplifies what, what it's really about. Because uh, a water baptism, in a sense, is, represents a, you know, a death, a burial, and a resurrection, Okay, is what it represents. Well, this kind of brings that out. Amen. But he's bringing out here that not only, uh, you know, through, you know, receiving Christ. Okay, the old man gone. The new man now has been raised up. Amen. A new creation in Christ. Uh, You're not only in the likeness of his death, but now in the likeness of his resurrection. Okay. There now we, we walk now in that newness of life. So what does that mean? Well, the word newness of life means something totally new. It speaks of stuff like youthfulness, a renewal, freshness, vibrancy. When you talk about this resurrection power, it's talking about something being revived, something uh, alive, something that's, got, that's passionate, okay, uh, fervent, okay. Uh, this word here, in fact, if you look, let's do this. Let's go to chapter 8. We kind of see some of this um, in verse 11. 
Uh, but if the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So it's talking about that same power, that resurrection power uh, coming alive even in your mortal body. Okay. Now, the reason I thought it would be worthy of bringing that out is because I, I look at this when we're talking about walking in God, there's this vibrancy, there's this, this life that begins to happen. Amen. That when you're in him, when you're walking in him, one of those things that begins to happen is you become, you come alive. Amen. There's this passion. There's this fervency. There's this zeal. Amen. There's this vibrancy and sense of, of freshness, youthfulness, newness that begins to happen. A new thing. You become a new creation, you know, when you receive Christ. But, you know, that can begin to work every day. That newness can begin to come alive in you. So if we're talking about, you know, being rooted built up and established, you know, in that, in that walk, you know, we're going to talk about walking in him. Then obviously uh, we're talking about this walking in newness of life every day of our life. Amen. Not only are we going to put some faith and confidence in, in our God, amen, but we're also going to be uh, led by God, letting God breathe into us every day. And what begins to happen in him is this freshness, this vibrancy begins to happen. This, again, is another reason why if this walk's going to work, uh, you know, this has to begin to happen. Uh, otherwise, our, our life just gets kind of stale. It just kind of gets like anybody out there that don't know Christ. And pretty soon you're conforming to everything else out there. Uh, there's no newness. There's no life. There's no vibrancy, uh, youthfulness, okay, that begins to happen, vigor. Uh, fervency, all these kind of uh, words that kind of jump up. Uh, you know, I, you see a lot in the scriptures. And so this is, uh, uh, this is why I felt in my heart this would be a good one to bring up, okay? Walking in newness of life, amen. Uh, not only are you, uh, you know, the, in fact, uh, it's Galatians 2, and, and it brings out, it's, I've not only been crucified with Christ, amen, I've been also raised up together. And the life that I now live, I live by faith, in the Son of God. In other words, okay, I've, I've received Christ. The old man's gone. The new man now has been raised up. And now this life that I'm continually going to walk in and live, I'm going to live by faith in God. I'm going to lean into Him and trust into Him. And this is why this newness of life begins to happen, praise God. You'll find that if people maintain intimacy and fervency, or, you know, uh, more of an intimate and um, uh, you know, one personal face-to-face -face kind of encounters with God, it begins, it, all of a sudden, there, here comes that vibrancy. Here comes that, uh, that energy. Here comes that, that strength to keep moving forward. Uh, and it makes a difference, as we're going to get into here in just a minute. Uh, let's go to chapter, you know, we're in Romans still. Let's go to chapter uh, 12. Look at another reference here. Hallelujah. Because this kind of all feeds into this. Uh, verse 11, it just brings out, it says, not lagging in diligence, uh, fervent in spirit. Here we go, serving the Lord. So here it is talking about this vibrancy, okay, this fervency, okay, in the spirit, right? Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. In fact, let's see here. Let's look at this word fervent. This word here is a word that means something that's ablaze, uh, means maintaining boiling point. Okay, something zealous, impassioned, boundless enthusiasm. In fact, some of your uh, translations will bring that out. Uh, but this word passion, let's go ahead. If we're talking about being impassioned, it just means an intense emotion or enthusiasm. 
uh, an obsession of this desire, this fervent fire, fervent burning desire that begins to rise up in people. Now, I believe with all my heart, if we're going to walk this thing right, if we're going to walk in him, man, you might as well be fervent while you're doing it. You might as well, as he says here, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Well, how does that happen? Well, the more you move into him, the more that walk, it begins to affect your walk. And the more that that affects your walk, the more it affects what you do, you know, from day to day, how you live this thing, how you conduct life, amen, how you uh, con- connect with people, how you do the job that you're called to do or do the calling or the gifting that you're called to do. How, do you, how does all this happen? How does, how does all this happen and you maintain some life while you're doing it? Well, it's this daily connection, amen where not only are you putting a faith in Him, not only are you letting God breathe in you, but it's that time spent with Him where all of a sudden that enthusiasm begins to, uh, to generate, uh, praise God, to begin to energize you. Amen. Uh, anyway, so uh, here's the, um, I'm in, uh, again, Romans 12, verse 11. The Amplified says, says it this way, Be aglow and burning with the Spirit. Amen. The message brings out, don't burn out, I love this, don't burn out, keep yourself fueled and aflame. So you think about this in your walk, that's the way it should be, right? Keep yourself fueled and aflame. Now the passion, the passion, pardon me, says it this way, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keep your passion toward Him boiling hot, amen. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Praise God. Amen. So in other words, he's talking about in here doing whatever it takes to stay fueled, to stay aflame, to stay full of excitement, to stay passionate, fervent for God. Amen. So if we're talking about a walk in him, we're talking about a walk that's grounded, a walk that's built up, that's established in the faith. We're talking about something that every day, praise God, you're passionate about what you believe. You're passionate about your God. Uh, you're, you're, you maintain, a, in a sense, a hunger and a zeal and a, a drive, amen, for the things of God. If we, if we want this thing to be successful, our walk I'm talking about, amen, if we're going to talk about you know, the life that we live and conduct, if we want this thing to be the way it should be or all that it can be, maybe is a better way of saying it, it's going to have to be one that's passionate, one that maintains this newness of life every day. Every day, letting God, amen, fill you up with newness of life, praise God. Being passionate about, uh, you know, your God and what He'll do and what uh, He will continue to do in your life, amen. Now, I've just found that the more passionate you are, the more of a witness you become, the more, uh, you know, of a difference maker you become. Everywhere you go, you're, you're, uh, in a sense, you uh, uh, permeate the atmosphere, amen, with this enthusiasm for God. And I have found it's not hard to win people to Christ when you're enthusiastic about it, amen. It's when you kind of got that, uh, you know, kind of uh, dull, kind of, uh, you know, kind of ho-hum t- kind of mentality. And a lot of Christians end up here, all right, because they don't maintain that thing on a day-to-day basis. They're not pushing in into Him positioned in Him, praise God, letting that walk, amen, to begin uh, to be, uh, you know, the, a blaze, lit on fire, praise God, from day to day, amen. There's just something about 
amen, being fervent in spirit. Something about the newness of life that comes, amen, when you move into God, when you become intimate with Him and letting Him not only breathe on you every day, but letting Him, praise God in a sense, fill you up to the full, praise God, fueling you up, amen, to meet each day and everything that you deal with from day to day, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Let's look at another one today, amen. We're going to go uh, to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, I think probably every week we'll just kind of pull out a couple, couple of these, amen, look at them. Ephesians 5, remember we're talking about uh, walking in Him, praise God. Ephesians 5, and we're going to go to verse 8, and I feel like this kind of feeds, or maybe we could say uh, kind of connects with what we're talking about here already with the uh, being walking in newness of life. Here it's talking about walking in the light, amen. Hallelujah, it says, for we, verse 8, 5, 8 of Ephesians, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Now, 1 John uh, chapter 1, I believe it's verse 7, says that we walk in the light as he is in the light. Amen. So we're talking about, again, it's, it's in him, right? So this walk in him is about being not only this fervent child of God, this passionate one for Christ, uh, not only walking in newness of life, praise God, but also we walk in the light as he is in the light. Amen. So let's maybe take a little look at that. So let's look at the gospel of John, and I'm not sure, maybe we'll spend a big part of our time in there. Gospel of John. Oh, hallelujah. Walking in him. Hallelujah. Doing it right. Amen. All right, uh, John 1, and I think I'm going to um, look at verse 4 and 5 here. And, uh, of course, in the, it's talking about, you know, about Christ here and uh, in Him. So I'm just kind of skipping a few verses here. But verse 4, in Him was life. Okay, now this word life is zoe. Okay, so absolute life. Uh, or the life of God, Paul refers to it as. Jesus calls it the abundant life. All right, so in him was life. In other words, this absolute life, this abundant life, this life of God. And the life, okay, in other words, this life that you find in him. Okay, now follow this. In him was life, okay? Well, that life that's in him becomes now the light of men. In other words, it becomes your light. Now, this word light, okay, is defined as to be made to see or illuminate or to enlighten something. Okay, but get this, it means radiant energy that makes sight possible. So again, we're talking about something with this energy, this fervency, this passion. Okay, in him is this energy that makes sight possible. Okay, now obviously, you know, as you move into him and you're walking in him, you know, as you're walking as the light because, you know, uh, He is the light, and that's what it's bringing out here, right? He is your life, amen, and that life is your light. That becomes your light, amen. So what, what He's saying is this, okay, that the more time you spend in Him, 
the more you're seeing things as you should see them. The more uh, fire you got, the more energy you got, the more that things become alive, the more things become visible, the more things become, uh, you know, where you're, uh, you know, it's, it's all of a sudden now illuminated where you can now pick up things and see things as you should. Amen. Again, this feeds into your walk when you start talking about being a difference maker. Amen. Not only are you passionate, but things start coming alive. You're seeing things that you wouldn't have normally saw. You're, you're experiencing things in Him. You know, the Word says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And this is really what it's talking about, is you're experiencing all that He has for you. Amen. You're seeing things. Sometimes uh, for a first time, you see things. And all of a sudden, that's where some of that excitement comes. Amen. But God's trying to say, listen, the more time you walk in Him, the more rooted you become, the more built up you become, the more established you become. Well, part of that's because the lights come on, so to speak. That radiant energy that makes sight possible, amen, as you move into him, amen, and as that, that scripture says there that, that in him was life and that life there now becomes your light. But then it goes on, it says that the light then shines in the darkness, okay, and the darkness uh, does not comprehend it or does not overcome it overpower it, okay? Now, the word dark is, is, is pretty uh, necessary to understand because the word dark itself means dimness or obscurity, but it refers to something uh, like uncertainty, vagueness, ignorance. It refers to depravity or even, even goes as far as to say captivity, okay? So when we're talking about now the light comes on, all of a sudden dark has to flee. Darkness has to go. Okay, so when we're talking about a walk in him, being rooted, being built up, being established, okay, part of it is, is getting the lights on. Well, how does that happen? Well, that radiant energy that makes sight possible is in him, okay? And as you, amen, you move into him, all of a sudden now that radiant energy uh, is what begins to make you different, all right? And that's why many of these references starts talking about your children of the light. Amen. You're to walk in that light or you're, you're the light of the world now. Now, he said that while I'm here, I'm the light of the world. But then he goes on to say uh, later that you become now the light of the world. Why? Because you spent time in him, walking in him, hooking up to radiant energy that makes sight possible. And not only are you now have this a passionate, exuberant, uh, youthfulness, uh, fervent, vitality, but also now there's this radiant energy that makes sight possible. I mean, you talk about, man, all kinds of energy going on here, praise God. All kinds of fervency, all kinds of uh, radiant energy that makes sight possible. And I just, to me, I just, that's part of what makes this thing work. I mean, not only are you excited about the things of God, but all of a sudden you got fresh insight, fresh understanding, fresh vision, and all this begins to happen in Him. So we're talking about a walk in God. This has got to be a part of it. We walk in the light as He is in the light, praise God. And the more time we spend uh, in Him, the more that that radiant energy, amen, that makes sight possible gets on us. And then everywhere you go now, amen, you become that radiant energy that makes sight possible, praise God. Let's, since we're in John, let's look at chapter 8. Chapter 8, please. Hallelujah. And uh, in context, this is where the woman was caught, caught in the act of adultery. 
by some of the, uh, uh, I believe it was just some Pharisees, scribes and Pharisees, I guess it says. And they bring her to Jesus, and of course, they, they, you know, they're trying to really trip Jesus up. They could probably care less about the woman. Uh, they're just trying to somehow hang Jesus up. And so they ask some questions about, you know, what's to be done with her. And they, they're thinking that if, you know, if they, he says, you know, stoner, whatever, then, you know, then everybody around's going to not, you know, care for him. And if he says not to do it, then they're going to say, well, you're not following the word or the law. Because uh, Moses said that, you know, somebody caught in this it should be stoned. I mean, it's just, it's just all it was was a, a kind of a plot, uh, a trickery that was to happen. Well, you know, Jesus, you know, just as cool as can be, stoops down, doodles on the ground a little bit. And then, uh, you know, they ask him again. They're, they're trying to get him to say something. And he basically, he just quickly then comes up and says, well, he, without sin, go ahead and cast the first stone. And so he didn't say yay or nay or anything. He just says, listen, whoever's uh, without sin, you go ahead and start it. Well, obviously, they, they wised up and realized, you know, we're, uh, you know, obviously, we're, we're not without sin. Okay. Well, then they all leave one by one. And now the woman is left here in, uh, in front of Jesus. And he asks where your accusers are. And she says, well, they're, not, they're gone, obviously. Well, then he says, go and sin no more. Okay. Now, I, it's, I probably could have just read the whole thing, but the bottom line was he says a statement after he addresses her. And remember, there's still people around, so he's, he's talking uh, some things. And he brings this out in verse 12. It says, Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. In other words, I'm that radiant energy that makes sight possible. He who then follows me, okay, and that word there, let's go ahead and define it. It means literally to be uh, in the same way with or to be on the same road with, okay? It means to accompany. Remember, that's one of those definitions that we used early on. We're talking about walking in Him, to accompany as a companion or to follow as a companion, pardon me. Amen. So it means to accompany somebody. So He says, if you will follow me, if you will get on the same road with me, if you will accompany me, amen, it says, they shall not walk now in this darkness. This is the same word used in chapter 1, okay, which refers to obscurity, uh, depravity, captivity, uh, vagueness, uncertainty. In other words, you're not going to be uncertain. In fact, there was a, I don't think I wrote down the reference, but I believe it's in John 12. It says, he who walks in darkness doesn't know where he's going. Now, it's, it sounds kind of like a dust statement, but that's what he's trying to say here. He says, listen, if you'll follow me, you're not going to stumble along in life. Instead, what will happen, he says, you'll have the light of life. Now, this is what he was talking about in chapter 1. Okay, you're going to have the radiant energy that comes from my life. When you, when you move into me and you follow me, you're going to have the radiant energy that makes sight possible. Instead of walking around, stumbling along, stubbing your toes on everything because you can't see where you're going. You're, you're, you're tripped up every day because of, uh, obscurity because of uh, uncertainty. Think about all the things that we, you know, maybe we get stumbled up about, you know, that we're just uncertain about. We just are confused about. Okay, what, what about this? Well, should I, should I not? What about, well, I don't know. You, you, you'll spend, a, you'll spend a, a big part of your life just with a bunch of question marks. And he says, listen, if you will just follow me, okay, if you'll just, if you'll just stay on the same road with me, 
Stay connected with me. Accompany me. He says, you, you, you won't walk in that, in that uncertainty. You won't walk in the confusion. You won't walk in that, uh, one of the words is even ignorance. You won't even walk in that. Instead, you're going to have that radiant energy that makes sight possible. Everywhere you go, you're going to be a part of that light that not only allows you to see things clearly, but help others see clearly, which I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But let's look at this, okay? He says, I am, again, in verse 12, I am the light of the world, okay? I'm it. I'm that radiant energy that makes sight possible, all right? All right, now, the reason I thought it was worthy of kind of bringing this out, okay, because in context, he turned the lights on. That's exactly what he did here, okay? The, these men that brought this woman, okay, really just didn't even realize what they were doing, okay? They thought they were doing this, you know, in a sense, this religious duty and, and thinking they're just going to trip Jesus up. And, and in all honesty, they didn't have a clue what they were doing, all right? They didn't have a clue, really, of even of the heart of God, all right, about this situation, all right? So the lights came on. The woman herself didn't even have a clue about herself, didn't really even know who she really was. And that's why Jesus addressed her. You know, no one's here to condemn you. You go now, but sin no more. In other words, figure it out. Don't, don't go down that road no more. You're on the wrong road. That thing's going to hang up every time you go down that road anymore. You're, you're going to be back here again. They're, they're going to want to stone you again. You know, I mean, just saying, you know, it's time to uh, get the lights on, figure it out. And I think so many times to me, this is exactly what happens the more time you spend with him, that your walk in him Part of that is that radiant energy that makes sight possible. Not only is there an energy and a passion and a youthfulness that that comes, not only this fervent fire that begins to rise up in you, but there becomes this energy that makes sight possible, that all of a sudden you're actually hooking up to the heart of God. You're seeing His heart on things. You're, You're hooking up to His thoughts and His ways and His will, praise God. Amen. Being willing to just let some other things go. Amen. And he says, if you'll get in the same, on the same road with me, if you'll follow me as a companion does, you'll have that same radiant energy, and you won't be tripping along in life. Instead, you'll be walking this thing as you should, rooted and built up and established in the faith, praise God, seeing this thing work the way it's supposed to. Amen. So this is definitely a big part of it. Let's look at a reference here. Uh, we're going to go to Acts 26, and I think I've even used this Acts 26 reference uh, a little bit in some of the Sunday things we were doing, but I just thought, uh, again, this really fits, and it's also my favorite verse, so uh, we're going to use it again. Praise God. Acts 26, verse 18, please. And it just says this. Uh, this was the commission that Paul had uh, from the Lord, uh, what he was commissioned to do to go out there and make a difference. Amen. And he said this to, I believe it's King Agrippa is who he's talking to here. Okay, because he's, he's basically uh, uh, addressing them, telling them, this is, what I'm, this is why I'm here, and this is what I'm called to do. All right. He says, I'm here to open their eyes All right, uh, in order to turn them. Now, of course, in context, Jesus was talking to him about the Gentiles, those outside of God, all right? He said, I'm here to open their eyes, all right, in order to turn them from darkness to light. And there it is. Okay, that's the first thing out. He's, I'm here to turn on the lights. I'm here to open their eyes, and I'm here to turn on the lights. Of course, it goes on and talks about to get them away from the grip of the enemy, out of the power of Satan, unto God. Amen. 
that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith. Obviously, I've taken that part of the verse and uh, kind of dove into it in our Sunday messages. But uh, this here is, is what I want to bring out today is the fact that I'm here to turn on the lights. I'm here to open their eyes. I'm here to turn them from darkness, that same word, from obscurity, from depravity, from captivity, all right, from anything that keeps them in a place of uncertainty, uh, ignorance, okay, unknowing, okay, into a place of radiant energy where now sight is now possible, all right? This is what it's about, okay? If we're talking about a walk in Him, part of it is this walking in the light, amen, as He is in the light, praise God. Let's look at another, uh, another reference here in Matthew 6. You really can't talk about the light without least reading this. Amen. Common text, but let's look at it. Okay. Matthew 5, actually. I'm sorry. Matthew 5 in verse, um, yeah, I think I'll, uh, I'll go to just verse 14 because he's talking about being the salt too. But hey, let's go to the verse 14. It says, you are the light. He's talking to you and me. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light now so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So again, what he's talking about is, he says that if you will walk in the light as I am in the light, what happens is that radiant energy that's in me now becomes that radiant energy that's in you that begins to make sight possible, amen, for all that you come in contact with, amen. So we're talking about not only being passionate, not only being fervent, but being that radiant energy that allows people to be able to see where, again, the lights come on, the eyes are open, praise God. You're taking them out of the dark and into the light, praise God. And I think about this every single day of our lives is, uh, is also about us also being uh, not only renewed in, in, in life and a renewed spirit, but in a sense renewed in the area of you know, seeing things as we should see them. Every day we're tapping that radiant energy that makes sight possible. I hope you're hearing this. I hope you're hearing this. Praise God. In fact, I want to um, want to show you this again. Okay, I'm going to read it again, and that's out of John again, John eight. Let's read that text again in the light of what we just read. Okay, and he said it this way. If you will, here we go. Let me get to it. All right, here we go. He says, "I am the light of the world." This is what he said to, the, to everybody there. I'm the light of the world. This is verse twelve again. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So now we're seeing he's talking to us individually here, but yet in Matthew 5, he's dealing with the fact that, listen, now you're called to go out and do the same thing for everybody else. Well, how is that going to happen? Well, encouraging them, praise God, to hook up to the light of life. Hook up, amen, to the life of God, amen, that life that's in him, praise God, and that life, amen, becomes now the light, amen, that radiant energy that makes sight possible, praise God. It becomes the very thing that not only allows you to see things, but it allows others now to come into that, amen, where they're seeing things as they should, praise God. Let's look at another reference here. I want to go to 1 Thessalonians 
and this is another good one that just kind of throw it in the mix here. You get to talking about the light being the light. And in a lot of ways, it actually kind of uh, says it all. First Thessalonians, please, verse or chapter 5, in verse 5, you are all sons of light. Again, this is 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. You are all sons, amen, okay, talking about mature ones, okay, of light, radiant energy that makes sight possible. You're all sons of light and sons of the day, all right? Now listen, we are not of the night nor of the dark. In other words, in a place of obscurity, uncertainty, ignorance, okay, depravity, captivity. We're not a part of that. We're part of the day. We're not part of the night. Amen. Now, he makes it so clear here because what he's trying to bring it out is that you're no longer that person outside of God. You're now in God and your walk in him. Part of that is just the fact that you now become, uh, you know, your time spent with him. You're now walking in the light as he is in the light. Praise God. Amen. Well, amen. What's happening now? Your son's what does he say? How does he word it? Verse 5, sons of light, okay, and sons of the day, praise God. Everywhere you go, he's talking about everywhere you go, amen, you're there to turn on the lights. You're there to uh, open the eyes, to turn people out of the darkness and into the light, where they're no longer stumbling along in life, but now, praise God, able to see where they're going, understand, amen, who they are, understand where they're going, understand how to do it, praise God, getting clarity about who their God is, clarity about what God can do, finding out His thoughts about them, amen, finding out His will concerning their, their life, amen, finding out everything from about gifts and calls uh, to uh, just understanding the promises of God to, you know, understanding how to walk alongside others, praise God, hallelujah, to, you know, understanding, praise God, about the unseen, hallelujah, it just goes on and on and on. What's happening? Well, that radiant energy that makes sight possible is now on you to where now you become sons, and we could say sons and daughters, that literally means mature ones, amen, of the light, praise God, and of the day, praise God. That's who you are, amen. So today I just kind of wanted to take a couple like that, talk about uh, walking in newness of life, talking about walking in the light as he's in the light. These are just some things that in a sense just kind of bring some of the fire, the life in you, amen, from day to day. If we're talking about walking this thing right, you know, you might as well do it and enjoy it, right? You might as well do it in a way that you're enjoying it. There you go. You might as well do it in a way that you're having fun. You might as well do it in a way, praise God, that you're making the difference in the lives of others. You might as well do it in a way, praise God, that, you know, there's that, that fresh passion and zeal, amen, that radiant energy, praise God, that makes sight possible, hallelujah. You might as well walk it in a way, praise God, and have a little fun doing it, praise the Lord. I hope you got something today. Father, I give you praise and glory and honor once again. Thankful, Lord, uh, for this people today that they had an ear to hear and a heart to receive. And again, opening the eyes of their understanding. For that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku.
For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.